can't believe this guy took his family on a bear hunt. Like, who takes a baby on a bear hunt? Like, look, he's, he's still in his pajamas. Like, did he not know what he was getting himself into? So their mantra is, we're gonna catch a big one, we're not scared. I mean, just think about that for a minute. And so they go through all this stuff. They can't go over it. They can't go under it. They have to go through all this stuff that gets in the way. And they get to the cave. And they found what they were looking for. They, they, they found the bear. And it's a bear. And so they're running for their lives. Well, of, of course they have to run for their lives. It's a bear. Like, we, we know about that. Um, I remember one time was driving on 441 through the National Park um, from Cherokee over to Gatlinburg and it was in tourist season and so there were just people from all over the country if not all over the world and all of a sudden the, the traffic just comes to a, a dead stop in the road and people are getting out of their cars on both sides of the road I mean there's nothing moving except the tourists and their cameras and these three little baby cubs on the side of the road. And like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you guys are crazy. I'm just looking up this mountain, waiting any second for Mama Bear to come flying out of the laurel thicket. I mean, I knew that we were about to see some serious blood. Like, they were getting so close, right on these really cute baby black bears. Um, but you just don't do that. You know, I think about this story, and I think that, you know, a lot of times we chase after things that we should never chase after. A lot of times we just get too close to stuff, and we think that we want it. We think it's what should be our pursuit in life. And then when we get there, it's not at all like what we imagined it would be. Kind of like them. You know, sometimes those things that we think are what life is about or what will make us happy um, or what will, will bring us like that deep fulfillment, uh, it just doesn't. Uh, not really uh, at all. Um, you know, Nicodemus in our story, um, he wants to get a closer look at Jesus and, and so he comes it's nighttime um, you know we don't know if it's because he just really didn't want his colleagues to know that that he was approaching Jesus or if it was just weighing on his heart and he's like I don't care that it's close to bedtime I'm gonna go see him um, but he says it's like we know there's something about you like we see it in you we can see that you have been in the presence of God because you're doing these amazing things. And, and Jesus' response to him, he says, no. He says, no one can see the kingdom unless they're born from above. And the Greek word there is interesting. Anothen is, is the Greek word. And it, and it means from above. It, it also means once again, 
or anew. Unless you're born from above, unless you're born once again, um, I maybe know too much about that, or unless you're born anew, you'll not see the kingdom. Born anew, it's like fresh, a, a fresh start. Like a child, faith like a child. Jesus says that once, you know. He says, unless you become like a child, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. It's, it's really kind of an interesting thing. You know, I think sometimes, kind of like in this story, we have this vision, we have this pursuit, we have this thing that we're going after, and we're all in, and, and stuff gets in the way. You know, like, like for them, it was, oh no, grass, long grass, we can't go over or under, we gotta go through, like, oh no, a river, oh no, it's mud. Actually, <laughs> walking through mud barefooted is pretty awesome. But maybe not so awesome afterwards because it gets all messy. And, and sometimes it, it gets really messy. But, but we have to go through it. I think sometimes we've lost our sense of, of childlike wonder. And, and I don't know necessarily that it's a thing about age and that we're, that we're getting older as much as it's this thing about stuff. Like stuff gets in the way. And we call it stress, and we call it busy, and we're distracted, and we're depressed. You know, in this past year, I, I began a discipline that, that I've decided is a, is a spiritual discipline, this practice of mindfulness. And in our class, we actually talked about this, this mindfulness practice of, of forest bathing. I'm pretty pumped about it. So I'm excited, you know, to be in the middle of a forest. Um, it's a it's a Japanese thing, uh, thousands of years ago. But you know, in recent decades, like in the 1980s, the Japanese uh, coined this phrase "shinrin yoku," a uh, forest bathing, and it has nothing to do with taking a bath in the forest, even though that's pretty awesome too. Um, but it's like bathing in the forest atmosphere. And so what you do is you just get into this wild space and you just experience it with all of your senses. It's like you forget about everything and you're just in the presence of the forest. And, and so, you, you know, you can smell the rain or take off your shoes and, and feel the dirt, um, you know, touch uh, the bark of a tree, um, notice the mushrooms and, and, the, and the wildflowers. I saw some, they're purple. Scientists say that the plants actually give off this chemical and that even 20 minutes in the forest starts to strengthen your immune system. There are uh, anti-cancer fighting proteins that you breathe in. Like it's, it's pretty amazing what they say about it. But there's renewal that comes from it, just, just from being in, in the presence and I think there's something to Nicodemus' words. He's like, you know, we know that you've been in the presence of God. 
And he wanted that. He wanted what he saw in Jesus. So, when my wife Chan was a little girl, they lived in Montana. And her dad decided that he was going on a bear hunt um, in uh, the Rocky Mountains, in, in Glacier National Park. And so he was pretty excited about that. You know, he got all his gear together and was ready to go. And the day of the hunt comes and he gets up early and he goes deep into the forest. And eventually he comes upon this bear and he says, it was this huge bear and it was like sitting on a log that was covered with ivy. And so he just kind of quietly and carefully raises his gun. He gets that bear in his sights. And he just couldn't do it. He couldn't pull the trigger, even though he had been so excited about filling his freezer with this delicious bear meat. Even though he had dreamed about having a, a beautiful bear rug to put on the floor by the fireplace. It was a black bear. And in the Glacier National Park, there are two kinds of bears. There's the grizzly bear, which is a more aggressive bear. And then there's the black bear, which isn't always black. Sometimes they're brown or cinnamon colored. And he's looking at this bear through the sight in his gun. And the sun is, is like coming through the trees and, and reflecting off this golden color. This bear looked, looked golden and he just, he just put his gun down. And was just in the presence of this, of this massive bear deep in the forest. Heart was pounding, just overwhelmed, maybe even transformed by its beauty and its majesty. He went in for one thing. He was chasing after one thing and he got something completely different. So, so I consulted um, Rachel Cease, who was our resident expert on children's books. And she said, you know, what if they had just stayed with the bear? Like, what if they hadn't run away? Like, what if the bear was actually kind? Rachel said that, you know, sometimes when we find God, that it scares us and we want to run away. I think about one of my favorite verses, I share it always with the confirmation class. When the prophet Jeremiah uh, writes, God says, you know, if you, if you search for me, uh, you will find me. If you seek me with all of your heart, I will let you find me, says the Lord. So that our faith journey, it really is like uh, going on a hunt, a hunt for God, a search for all that is right and beautiful in the world. And what happens when we find God? I think Rachel's right. I think sometimes it scares us. It's not at all what we expect. Maybe it doesn't always fit into our little box. But it's exhilarating. It's challenging. You know, the Bible says that the fruit of the Spirit is stuff like joy and love and, and patience and, and kindness 
Bible says that what God is after is, is, is justice and, and mercy. So that is a, a discipline for our way of being and our way of going. It's to not turn back, but uh, go through it. Don't let things stop us and keep us from finding God. I, I think that Nicodemus was probably like Zacchaeus and, and countless others who sought out Jesus' presence and stayed in Jesus' presence. Uh, they weren't the same. They became more generous and more courageous and more committed. And that changed everything else. And to all that I say, thanks be to God. Amen.